A diamond has long been a symbol of commitment, love, and trust. Isn't it time the diamond industry showed us the same values behind the scenes? Clean Origin is leading the engagement ring industry toward a brighter future, designing elegant lab-grown diamond fine jewelry that never compromises our values. A brand that doesn't just talk the talk, but one that was founded to make a difference, to offer a more environmentally friendly, conflict-free, and price-accessible choice without any compromises on quality. Lab diamonds are grown in a lab using cutting-edge technology that replicates the process of natural diamonds. A lab-grown diamond is chemically, physically, and visually identical to a mined diamond without the adverse effects of traditional diamond mining. And for a price of up to 10 times less, we don't know why you'd choose anything else. You know, I'm a Sag. I'm always going to say bigger is better. And with these prices, three carats is the new one carat, baby. Go big. Honestly, five carats is the new three carats if you really want to go there. You all know that we know a thing or two about engagement rings. And these clean origin rings are simply stunning, classic designs, and for a fraction of the price. From the color of your metal to the center stone and setting, you'll be able to customize every aspect of this very important lifetime piece of jewelry. Whether you're looking for an engagement ring or tennis bracelet or diamond stud earrings, Clean Origin has beautiful diamond jewelry that you'll be wearing forever. You can use code What's Your Sign for $100 off all orders over $1,000. That's $100 off all orders over $1,000. Go to cleanorigin.com and use our code What's Your Sign at checkout for $100 off of your order of $1,000 or more. Use our promo code What's Your Sign, all spelled out. Check out Clean Origin today. Hey guys, this is Stevie. Before we get into this week's episode, I wanted to update you about a raffle for a free natal chart reading with me. If you don't know, I offer astrology readings. You can check that out at my website, stevies, S-T-E-V-I-E-S dot world. Yep, that's stevies dot world. Um, it is going to be in the show notes too, but I am raffling away three natal chart readings to fundraise for a short film I'm working on. I'm working on a movie called Interloper, directed by Carrie O'Neill, and we are fundraising to meet the budget for the film. It is part of the AFI Women's Directors Conservatory for the class of 2024. It's going to have a screening next year and hit the festival circuit, but in order to do that, we are raising budget for the production so that means I'm reaching out to you guys to donate to the film it would mean so much to me and also I'm gonna give away readings if you send me a screenshot of your donation head to interloperfilm.com that's interloper i-n-t-e-r-l-o-p-e-r film f-i-l-m.com so that's interloperfilm.com there will be a button to donate take a screenshot and you can email that to me um, email will be in the show notes, but it's stevie at stevies.world, or you can DM me at spaghetti underscore witch on Instagram, or if it's easier for you to find the what's your sign email or DM, go for it. It all gets forwarded to me. What's your sign podcast at Gmail or at what's your sign podcast on Instagram, but go to interloperfilm.com, click to donate and then screenshot and send it to me. Any size donation will count towards the raffle. Of course, you know, the more, the better, Averaging 50 bucks would be so sick. 
there's no minimum requirement or maximum requirement for what donation size you want to make. Just make one, screenshot it, and send to me. I'm going to be closing this raffle come April 15th, but we are taking donations for the film up until May 15th. We have to hit our budget by then, so help us get there. We're halfway there. This final push would really, really seal the deal, and I love all you astrology angels for listening to the podcast, and I'm excited to make this movie and share it with you when it comes out next year. So check it out, interloperfilm.com. Click donate, take a screenshot. Oh, it's tax deductible, by the way. A tax deductible donation. And email or DM me that screenshot and you could win a natal chart reading with me. And this would be a one-on-one over Zoom reading. Um, And I'm giving away three, so your odds are really good. So donate, send it in, and enjoy this week's episode. Welcome to What's Your Sign. I'm Julia Loken. I'm Stevie Goldstein. And I'm the lens flare of this podcast. Beautiful. Stunning. Gorgeous. Obsessed. The moment. <laughs> she is She is the sun. She is the flare. She is life. You guys, we're back to our first topic revisit, dare I, dare I say, as first for us. Mm, I think so. we did the houses twice, and I think we did right. Well, we individualized yeah, the houses. Of, yeah, I think we may have done the elements a couple of times or mm-hmm. things like that. But yeah, I think technically maybe the first time we're doing it in order again. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, you guys asked. Well, on our Patreon again. If you're not on Patreon. What the hell are you doing? Patreon.com/slash What's Your Sign Podcast. You can suggest episodes, and someone. Can't remember who. Sorry, I'll shout you out um, if you refresh my memory. But someone suggested we go through the planets again. And I was, I think we're all like, oh, cute. Yeah, planets are kind of important in astrology. So good suggestion. And it was like probably the first stuff we talked about, which makes sense because it's probably the first thing. Well, I don't know. I guess it depends. Signs or planets come first in terms of first things you might learn in astrology. But I'd say it's I think planets. Yeah. Honestly, and I have a little, I have a little um, piece that I should have had a performance annotated. piece. Yes, I yes. have a piece that I've prepared. Um, that's, <laughs> that's well, right. I think, I think with planets, you learn them outside of astrology, so we're we're all right. already familiar with them. And then when you dig into astrology, it's like, uh, you know, you're kind of refreshing on the planets and then getting to signs mm-hmm. and stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, um, of course, I was like, make this dramatic pro- proclamation. And this is part of the piece. This is part yes, of <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. But this is a whole thing about the planets. Um, this is from 
uh, Mythic Astrology, Archetypal Powers in the Horoscope by Ariel Gutman and Kenneth Johnson. And we've heard some variation on this um, theme before, but I really liked how this was this was described. Um, and this is from the first chapter, The Planets. And that's how they divide the book is first, first planets and then signs. Um, what they say, the relationship between the planets the signs and the 12 houses can be expressed through an extended metaphor. Let us examine a theatrical production. This particular production is your life and you are the playwright or more precisely, the divine spark within you is the playwright. The play will of course have a number of different scenes. Those scenes are sets, the furniture props and so on are represented in our metaphor by the 12 houses of the horoscope. As the actors enter, speak their lines and exit, they will of course wear different costumes and the zodiacal signs which the planets occupy represent those costumes. But the actors themselves, the actors are the planets. And the speeches through which they relate to one another are the planetary aspects. So when we're, I mean, when we're looking, when we're looking in the sky, when we're thinking about how we're first conceiving of astrology, it's not through the signs, it's through the planets themselves, it's through their movements. We don't have like the plant, I think the signs, not that the signs aren't important, but I think it helps us to go macro to micro and to go like, we're only looking at the movement of the planet as it relates to its position in the sky. That's the signs. And obviously it colors those things. But when we're thinking of, you know, transits and everything too, I think, I think planets is the big one. Wait, what was the book again? Mythic Astrology, Archetypal Powers in the Horoscope. Well, cool. yeah. yeah, I think this is like backing back to early days when we first started talking about it. And I think that's a good way to visualize it too because i i just had this actually the other night at, at passover when i was of course you know like oh, i'm an astrologer and it like it's like everyone's like like for real and it's like yeah <laughs> and then this you know then starting to see it's so different because this is the same group i had passover with back in like 2007 2018 and like then everybody now knew their big three and a lot more about their astrology from even then and i was like oh whoa that's so trippy but then it's something I kept hearing over and over again which take a shot is yeah I like like astrology but I get tripped up mainly the houses and I'm mm -hmm. like oh my god like if I like I know I get it sweetie I hear you and I think it's a good reminder of like planets are carrying out the action aspects are the feeling of the action I think even the sign I guess is also the flavor of the action and then the house is just where the action is taking place mm -hmm. yeah i would say the aspect is more what type of interaction they're having what type of action mm -hmm. is being taken yes yeah I was gonna like, say, this if, could be modified this could be this yeah. could sound smarter but like if what kind of conversation they're in together or what mm -hmm. kind of of you know are we at battle are we at the you know are we at school are we at this are we at are we helping each other those kind of things um and i think when we talk about aspects and stuff uh, I think we forget kind of, you know, when we think about positive aspects of so like doing something to help each other is is difficult. Like we think of those positive aspects as like, no, it's figuring out whose strengths is what and who takes lead and all of those things. So um, I think definitely those those things uh, for sure. I think where it gets a little trippy with with planets is we're talking about the sun and it's not a planet and it also doesn't move. So um, 
but we move. And so the relationship changes of where we see where we see it and where we see it engaging with the other planets. And that's what we're studying in astrology from the Earth's perspective. Um, so I just do want to give that reminder because mm -hmm. I don't want people to come on here and listen and be like, these girls think the sun moves or whatever. We do know that that's the way it works scientifically, but the way we're studying it is from our perspective here on Earth. And there yeah. is um, astrological study that is heliocentric that does take the Earth's position into account and does see the sun as the center, whereas we are studying a geocentric, which I think fits because, again, we're talking about what it looks like from us, from our perspective on Earth. And I don't know what it's like on the sun. I know what it's like here. And so well, I think our, that's yeah. a that's a very fitting metaphor for for sun signs too is like talking about how it affects us and our and our identities and our things the way we grow um and so i think it it's a it's a nice metaphor to compare you know the sun kind of out doing its own thing and i think we all kind of feel like that when we go out into the world too i mean smash mouth makes it sound like it's pretty hot to be walking <laughs> up on up on the sun. Hell yeah. I wish that song would start playing right now. We could just but take, dun, a, dun, dun, take, dun. A, take a pause and rock out. All right. This is the part where you play the royalty-free version of walking on the sun in your mind, in your mind's eye. Um, no, play the full royal. If it's in your okay. mind's eye, play the full version. Don't don't just, don't, don't rob yeah. yourself. <laughs> don't play the polyphonic ringtone version. Um, this is not sun sign related, but I just feel like I have to share because I just learned this back, you know, back to Passover. I didn't realize it's always on the full moon. It always starts on the full moon, lunar holiday. I didn't know that. I felt very cool saying, and it's tonight's a full moon of all nights. And then was politely told by my mother-in-law. She's like, I'm not trying to say this to, it's always a full moon. Just so fun. It's like a tell of something. Like if you, if you know, but most people in the group actually did not know that. And then Easter is always the first Sunday after the full moon. Mm -hmm. Didn't know. Fun fact. Well, it is another testament to how a lot of our modern traditions were based in in planetary the shit. cycles that we are studying here on this podcast. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, in, in my culture, we don't celebrate Easter this this Sunday, but I will, but you know, it, uh, in other, there's other religions that use a, a different calendar. Mm -hmm. Um, so totally that's, that's another, you know, there's plenty of, plenty of those things. I mean, we talk about it with lunar new year and all of those things. Mm hmm. A hundred percent. Yeah. There was something too. I mean, I went back to the OG of cafe astrology, you know, sometimes heroes never die, but I think something that comes up a lot with sun signs, especially since more people do know their big three or more of their chart, or they might relate to other parts of their chart. I do think the sun sign has gotten a little bit, it's not underrated, but I feel like it does get like a little glossed over a lot of the time, even though it it is our vitality and it is our life force. And it's, it's what it's at the end of the day, if you can only know one thing, it's it, knowing your sun sign is probably the most important, I would say. But I think something that they touched on, where was it? Oh, this is it. This is what I want to read from Cafe Astrology, the OGs, those who raised us. But the sun is so important in the chart that the happiest people on this earth are those who identify without over-identifying with the sun's expression. Through, 
Though one might think that the traits of their son would come easily to them, the truth is the son shows us what we are learning to be. It is very important to remember that the son represents a reason as opposed to instinct. And I think mm-hmm. that was like a good reminder because I feel like because astrology has so much nuance and layers and other planets and aspects and so much is happening in your chart. You know, I just had it last night where I met a Sagittarius and Aquarius who I've never met before. And they're just like, I'm so not my sign. I'm like, we're, uh, I, now I wish I had this handy. I'm like, you're, we're learning. Like, this is kind of just a, a never ending saga of becoming more Aquarian or becoming more Sagittarian or whatever it might be. So I think, I think since it does often get wrapped up in like, so this is who you are and that's it. Like, I don't think it is as easy as that. And I like how they phrased it of this kind of journey that we're having with the sun. Well, I liked Lisa said the phrase grow and that triggered that to me where it was like, oh, yes, of course, the sun makes everything grow, including us. And we are growing into those uh, capabilities or capacities or it's the thing that we are growing towards or that inspires us. One of my personal themes for my notes for this episode is growth. Um, But one of the things that I found that I really like is from the Complete Idiot's Guide to Astrology. It's top five reasons you should know your sun sign. Ooh. You're going to love them. Number five. To get late. <laughs> reveal whether the love of your life is a perfect match or a stupendous dud. Um, <laughs> number four. Always have something to talk about at parties. Number three. Make excuses for your inexcusable behavior. Number two, have the best pickup line ever. And number one, have the best tattoo ideas. Oh, my um, God. So I do think that was the funny little thing that the authors included um, about about the sun signs. Um, some some fun ideas. I do think while they're silly, I do think there's there is some meat there. Like, I do feel like if you if you get a moon or rising tattoo, like you you might want to like include a moon or ra- you know what I mean? Like if you get a sun sign tattoo, it's, it's, it's pretty obvious which sign in America and here, you know, studying the type of astrology we study. Um, So I think it, it is, that is funny. I I do think it's something people bring up at parties first and um, a pickup line and all those kind of things. And of course your excuse for the way you are. Love. It's perfect. I was not expecting such a like Letterman style reveal of the top five reasons. But then I remembered, <laughs> oh right, it's the it's w- the, the idiot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so good. Also, first ever tattoo for me was my sun sign symbol. So right on the money there. Also, been greatly enjoying whenever you watch dating shows, reality shows, and then you see the like neck tattoo. That's like, oh, that bitch is a Capricorn I can't believe that she's having this breakup yes I'm talking about Jackie from this current season of love is blind it was also on her back but there's been other sun sign tattoos like behind the, the ears Scorpio they're always or... yeah they're yeah. usually like in little tucked the away one... mine's on my hip bone in a very which I remember the tattooer saying like this might not age well this <laughs> spot. and I'm like she was right it has not hey you live and you learn uh, my hip bones one, are quite different at 17 when I was getting the tattoo. Um, the one that I see the most frequently is Aquarius. Of the I tattoos? Think, of the tattoos. Where I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, okay. Clocked you. Well, that <laughs> one also doesn't look like it. And I do feel like sometimes people want to 
a lot of the other ones look like it's an astrology tattoo. Yeah. That one could yes. be something yes. else. But mm-hmm. this made me think of the two signs that most identify, or at least in your experience just recently, Stevie, of two people saying, I'm so not my sun sign. And I think that this speaks to the larger kind of sun sign conversation, which I think sun signs get dismissed because they are the ones that kind of broadly um, group you with other people of your sun sign, as opposed to knowing your sun sign your degree, how it interacts with the rest of your chart and what that means for you. Not to say that there isn't, again, I I defy anyone who's like, I'm, I can't be categorized in some kind of way. I'm always like, are you meeting such indescribable people all the time that couldn't possibly be broadly distinguished into groups oh really i would love to meet your friend list of these iconoclasts that can't possibly be contained but i do think that is unique yes yes (laughs) but i do think that is where people kind of rail against the sun sign because they go like well i can't possibly have this much in common with all of these people and i don't think that that's what we are saying but i Mm. think that that is like I I think and you know Stevie made a really funny video about this where you you find your you find out your enemy's birthday and you figure out they're your same sign and that happens we we've all felt that this um, just happened to me with another Taurus by the way I was of like course. this girl's such a bitch and, and she's hot so oh, okay. dare I say back to my theme for this episode <laughs> it takes growth to realize mm-hmm. that you are like someone else that maybe you don't necessarily like it takes a lot of growth and that is it also it allows you i think in a lot of ways there are a lot of tourist comedians and in a lot of ways when i watch them on stage because i study astrology it allows me to go like i can do that i I could do that i should do that or or like you know just using a different technique or singing or doing something a little bit unusual that I could use as a tool in my toolbox. I'm not saying do do what they do on stage by any means in a mimicry kind of way. I just think like that is how you learn is by being able to say, okay, this person's like me. Maybe I don't love everything about them. Maybe they irritated me when I first met them, but growth is saying, okay, well, I do like their shoes. So, you know, maybe I should try something like that or whatever. And I do, I think that that's what we're striving for in some mm-hmm. times. Well, and I think Huge also- step towards it, the shoes, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I think also like expression is something different because uh, Steve was asking me when I told him what our episode topic was, kind of like my, my general thoughts about sun signs. And I kind of was- not side, not sidestepping, but I think my relationship to sun signs has changed a lot knowing that I have an unaspected sun. And so it's very personal. But to me, I've gone like, oh, I went from being, you know, when I first was drawn to astrology and all my life growing up, I was like, I am a Sagittarius and that resonates and I get that. And yes, that is that is who I am. But then if I kind of like look at my life, I don't know. I don't relate as hard now because I know all of these other things and I know how I communicate and how I assert myself and these sorts of things and and whatnot. But I think regardless of actual expression and how that looks, it's still, we're talking about your motivation and your like will and the thing that you are growing and aspiring to, and also just kind of like the, the quality of life force. And I don't think that that also, while it might not look the same in everyone And I think that people, again, like you said, would go like, oh, I don't want to be like that person. But 
if we, we can go, oh, but we do kind of like, I don't know, burn the same or whatever, whatever that is. You don't have to like how they do it, but if you, you but you can recognize those similar qualities. And I definitely feel that Sage wise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think you need to. You hit on something and I'm saying this for the first time, so I might disagree with myself as soon as I finish saying it. But like you don't have to even like your sun sign, but it feels like the secret sauce that's not that secret. It's like when Mm -hmm. people are like, how do I tap into my destiny via astrology? Like, of course, we go to these like really we can go to these more like niche hidden spots of like the North Node or Chiron releasing wounds, but also like. I don't know, maybe the thing that is truly shining its light upon you that is also, of course, yeah, like, you know, we're two Tauruses here on the pod, but we're in different houses. We're in different aspects. We're all those sorts of things. I think it just, it's like, I don't know, like when in doubt, look up stereotypes of your sun sign and maybe there's a secret not so secret clue there of what might enhance your life possibly. Okay. Actually, I, like I do agree think, with what I just yeah. said. So cool. I like thinking about that too, as like anything that you're wanting to accomplish because the sun is also our will, our, our goals are, um, you know, it's related to, I found an interesting thing in this mythic astrology book too, about the relationship between the sun, Mars and Pluto through a particular myth. And we can talk about that in maybe or not um but just the the idea of the ego and asserting yourself and what your like desire and will is but also that life force and also thinking about anything that we want to accomplish as like a a literal plant and you need to know where the light source is if you want that plant to grow it doesn't mean that it can't also thrive in a room where there is whatever but you should know where that is and what you need to do to kind of supplement but you still are orienting to the light we want to make sure that we're getting hit by that light too and i think that that's the sun in our chart at the end of the day it still is like you know the light of our chart and it's we can say that it's not there but it is still the i don't know i know our our we've talked the argument was made about the rising sign being kind of like when we come into physical existence but i think that also still our our sun sign is based on our like birth day uh and is yeah. that broader thing and I, that is still like our our life force our existence well, that's more how body we... than the birthday, baby. Mm-hmm. That's how we measure time, too. I mean, here, at least in the U.S., it's it's commonly a big celebration. And that feels very, you know, sun, not to one-to-one everything, but Leo, like, sun, heart, mm-hmm. you're close people. You're like, and we do the ritualistic part of lighting fire and, and extinguishing. And mm-hmm. I think that those things are often um depicted i wouldn't say it's necessarily like if a candle goes out you're gonna die but it's that that life force and and the darkness and and i think those are those are things that come up a lot around birthdays i know for sure mine's coming up so i always get feeling that a lot of the like gloomy and this and kind of just in my in my weird little dark cloud and then usually the day comes and it feels like oh we've we've lit the light and then blown it out and nothing crashed and burned you know and so I do think like your birthday is important we make it important here and I mean people take off work for it sometimes it's like it's a fun day so yeah of course then how it relates to you astrologically is going to be important too I had a I don't know if it's a question but amusing with y'all because what you mentioned it too I can't remember who mentioned but you know 
the the sun is Leo's ruler. So, you know, thinking of like Leo properties, but then also I was I wanted to talk about the exalt exaltations detriment and fall because I was thinking about why. And I wanted I, I was gonna prep notes and I was like, actually, let's just freewheel and talk this out because I don't think we maybe talked about this before, but I'm curious our thoughts and feelings of like why why detriment in Aquarius? Why fall in Libra? Why exalted in Aries? Why the ruler of Leo? And if you're an Aquarius or Libra listening, like it's okay. We all have detriments and falls or whatever. And I don't even put that much merit into those, but I do think it's it's good to know because I think it's it is talking about like what would make the sun not as happy in these spots or like what of those qualities. So I don't know. I'm just curious your thoughts on what the sun in its strength and in its maybe not so strong spots. Mm-hmm. You mean it like metaphorically, right? Not technically. Yeah. Like me- metaphorically, yeah. like what yes. about Aquarius qualities would be, which may- it's opposite of Leo. And that's why yeah. it is that, yeah. you know, yes. but. And then the same reason I, for well, right. Libra But why being... symbolically, I, right? I think bigger. symbolically, if I had to guess, I think Aquarius is a very thinky sign. And I think sometimes we think our way out of our, of our bodies. We think our way Mm. out of, and, and that's very useful. That isn't a quality that you should hide away. Um, All, everything in astrology is useful, even the squares and the, you know, we've talked about this a lot on this podcast, but I do think we can think our way out of our will. We can think our way out of our, like our identity in some ways the way people like i guess who who people think you are is more rising but and then i think aries is it's quick fire that's the sun um i don't know i i guess that's what first came up for me where is it mm-hmm. in fall in libra which i'm surprised to read that up. yeah well, i mean another air sign so yeah, yeah i mean i get I, why technically they are yeah. but you know in the I, metaphorical sense I think I agree to what you said, Lisa, about the brain, the brain component of Aquarius, the more intellectual cerebral part, because that also is like a, you know, you can be brain dead and be still considered technically alive, but if your heart isn't beating, you're dead. And like that kind of, that like, maybe uh, that is with Libra too, like reasoning your way and doing, you know what I mean? This is also so this is from Mythic Astrology and I liked this um too because I I I definitely like related to this or thought I was like, oh yes, this makes sense. So traditionally the sun is in fallen Libra, which is the symbolic sunset point in the astrological mandala. So if we are looking at, you know, a natural chart where Aries is first house, Libra is seventh, we are like setting, we're going below the horizon at that point. Um But here, the individual's will and purpose is submerged by the desire to compromise or harmonize with others. Though the sun in Libra is typically considered weak, sun, its symbolism points out one thing which the powerful solar ego isn't very good at, which is relating. Um, The myth of Apollo, he never married. He fell in love with the nymph Daphne, but she rejected him and ran away and was turned into a tree because of his wrath. But he... As someone so strong, solar people are typically considered self-absorbed and self-obsessed, and it is your personal will, not the will of the collective. And I think that we see both of those in both Libra and Aquarius. This idea of of collectivism, of of Up partnership, there. of others, and I think anytime we are thinking of our energy outside of ourselves, whether or not it's actually happening, and not to say again that it's weak or or not that, but it isn't just your 
pure will to shine and assert yourself. Um, the other, where, hang on, they had a thing. What about an Aquarius interesting too. concept that they present without saying, what about the type of self that doesn't think about themselves? Yeah. It's like <laughs> such an interest, like it's such yeah. a large um, oh, undertaking. The, the people, please. Yeah. Astrology is, yeah. Well, but even that where it's like, what a, not a, not a waste, but it is, I think, a really hard way to, to feel like you are asserting yourself when it is outside of yourself that is is um, necessary to see your will done and how that is can be such a drain on your own personal sense of fulfillment and power and efficacy. Um, another thing that they said is, um, you know, Uranus now, the modern ruler, is the sign that would be opposite to Leo and that, and that in having an idea of democratic freedom, we do lose some sense of like singular purpose and that being a very solar idea of it being like one Leo, the sign of, of royalty thinking of like a King and this idea versus democracy of one person's will. And we are all kind of subject to that and following that. And while that isn't necessarily how we want to live our lives, it is clarity um, and how kind of adding a democratic everyone for them everyone for themselves thing means that now we have a bunch of wills and how that kind of creates this chaos that is not as solar and thinking again of like you know focused light focused attention and that being a very solar i hadn't thought of it this way but one of the points that they really make of this of being kind of you know solar solar property being conscious purpose you know focused energy not and that being the kind of highest highest level of solar not always because it can also be completely uncontrolled unbridled ego it's life force itself and if that isn't checked then that is also not you know that the sun also scorches and burns and that's oh that's what they were talking about the the relationship between mars and pluto is kind of that like high noon nothing can survive in this um you know barren space which is like unfettered sun um, and how there's a myth of um, Nagral, who's the god of noonday in Babylonian uh, myth. And he storms into the underworld and overpowers the underworld goddess there and sets him up as the lord of the dead to rule alongside this dark goddess. And this is that rep like that relationship between Sun, Mars, Pluto of like complete power force and overtaking something transforming it into something kind of un unlivable in that way which i thought was an interesting way to think about like the planets working together um but yeah i love I think that it's interesting too i just finished reading a wrinkle in time for the first time mm. oh wow I know, I know it's a kid's book i found it at my yoga library and i had never read it and i was like oh i i should check this out and i think <laughs> I'm sure most of you have read it. I don't know how I it's definitely it, but... like fifth grade. Yeah, it's required for sure. reading, but like it's for every sure. school is different. Yeah, yeah, it, it's for sure a kids book. Somehow skipped me, but also was um, made a movie that flopped hard. Yeah, it didn't do well. But now I kind of want to see it now that I've read it. Anyway, I there is some exploration of different you know realms or planets, um, and what what things feel like on each planet is different to as they you know as the book progresses um and i do think it's interesting you know we have the sun 
as such a like meter for our day. It's interesting that our solar system works this way, or I guess that our calendars and clocks do that we've adapted to um, that, you know, it it is like the right amount of sleep for nighttime or whatever. You know what I mean? I don't know. It's just, it's an interesting thing to think like each day we get to see this complete evolution of light and darkness each day we get to you know there's a plant i have outside that i'm trying to bring back to life and it's it's in a spot but every day i'm like i gotta remember at three o'clock to move it over there because there's more light over there and then move it back and it is just this kind of interesting metronome for the entire day i mean you know you can tell the time of day by the sun you can i'm given if it's in the sky obviously can't do that at night but um yeah, I think it's such a it's an interesting metric for our our lives here. And so I think if we're, you know, prescribing that to something within ourselves or psychological astrological armchairing as we do, um I think that that's uh something we can do within ourselves too is like mm-hmm. when we are checking the clock, is that a time to like check in with our identity and our purpose and what we're moving forward with for the rest of the day? And maybe that helps us you know, release some stuff today. I I went to a yoga class and I was in a terrible grouchy mood on my way. I don't know why I had a nice morning, but I was just in a bad mood. And then I did the class. I said, I'm not, you know, I'm not, I'm only going to think about things in this room today. Like, and then after the class, I was like, oh, my friend's here. And I just felt so much lighter. And so I think the more that we can check in with ourselves, with our identities, with what we what we want to focus on and move forward with those things, the more I think we can embody our sun signs, the more we can grow into those things that feel like, oh, I'm not my sun sign. I'm not really like that. Well, like, you know, check in with yourself every day. Make sure you're doing the things you want to be doing. And then maybe someday you find out, I guess I kind of am like that. Mm-hmm. Maybe you don't, but... Maybe you well, do. And I think, and I love that. And I think a good reminder too that kept coming up, which I sort of forgot about in thinking about sun signs is too, is the over-identifying as mm-hmm. well as that, is that over-ego thing, which I've been guilty of growing up as a staunch Taurus conjunct Venus, like, of course, like I'm like, <laughs> like if I had found out like, oh, we got your birthday totally wrong. I'd be devastated, crushed. But like, again, this is sun sign ego sort of thing so there's a healthy balance of you know confidence versus being cocky and then Mm self-deprecating versus being realistic and empathetic and like grounded in those things so um it's hard to be neutral and it's hard to be like self-reliant and all those things and um yeah I like I know like for me like a big sun sign journey growing up too with it being in the 11th house with Venus is like thinking about Aquarian stuff now to one-to-one that, but it was like, oh, wanting to really bring everyone into my world and also be into theirs and like doing what my friends want to do or like, like putting maybe an overemphasis on like doing things with other people. So like, I think the fun thing and a thing I like to remind people when looking at charts is like, this is you as a baby just born. This is you now. And this is you hopefully at like 99 years old, if you want to be that old, (laughs) like, you know, as whatever you feel about aging. So it's all going to unfold throughout time. Well, I'm sorry, that just, that just made me think Mm -hmm. of another thing we can get to after um, I'll come back to it, but also about cuss, which we'll come back to, but Lisa, what were you going to say? Even longer than 99. I mean, we see 
posts we see those transits happening to people who've passed away to oh, yeah. like we see this is this is your entity this is your you know Whoa. and and also of course you know there's everyone has different spiritual beliefs and in reincarnation and all of those things but this is your impact this is your natal chart is your the way you in this lifetime engage with the astrology of the world of this lifetime and so mm -hmm. the, when Whoa. maybe your presence still changes i mean we see movies re-released documentaries re-released things happening on fourth and fifth saturn returns of things of concepts ideas films actors actresses i mean people that make that impact your it Whoa. We get we get to see that with people that don't, we don't necessarily get to study it as much because you know we don't know who they were or what impact they had. But I guarantee, if you study, you know, relatives that have passed and things that have come up, very possibly that legal battle over their thing is aspecting another thing in their natal chart. So it's not just for your lifetime. This is your chart for potentially. All of all of time, Lisa. That was mm -hmm. the most prof like I need to go lay down. Like that was yeah. the most profound. Like actually, like I, I want to reach through the screen and hold you. I'm like, yes, this is like you're so right. Like your natal chart is your impact. That's going on a t-shirt. That's going on a bumper sticker. It's it's true because we do see that. Especially, I think we can like what you said. We can see that legacy through if you left behind material for us to continue to follow like art or music or, or ideas or books or what have you, but like, damn, that's so true. I love that. That's sick. Well, and when people are talking about those kinds of things, they always will talk about someone who like embodied the spirit of something. And it's mm -hmm. not, of course, we're talking about the literal work that they did or something like that. But we're also talking about these kind of broad stroke sun sign things of like the spirit of rebellion, the spirit of, you know, community the spirit of helping someone you know whatever I'm giving very bad examples I feel like but I feel like that is like a phrase that is used in those kinds of things and that that to me is very sun sign too where we are talking again about energies that can't necessarily be contained in something literal we're talking about like life force um on on the temple of Apollo, there's two phrases um, inscribed at the gates, and they are know thyself and nothing in excess. And I think that like between those two things is like the gateway to the sun. And and I think both of those are what we've talked about that, like, you know, what do you really want? And also not kind of that over identification part to um, something totally. that I thought was really interesting and i wouldn't have thought about this that way but um in this mythic astrology book they talk about how the god apollo wasn't originally a sun god but is in in classical time and so in classical time the god apollo rules science mathematics archery but also oracles prophecy and music so this god of music and medicine is like reconciling these two opposite things that are both very much of this world and also kind of subconscious and underworld and how that is like the sun. And so nothing in excess to of that, like finding that balance between identifying with like literal things that are you, your job, the things that you do, and also this other kind of like life force spirit thing that can't be contained. I love that. Just a quick stat to like how we get your sun sign is like the other, I know we're going to say planets, but with the sun and moon luminaries, 
They're also moving through a season. There's zero to 30 degrees of each sign. And it takes about, go figure, a month to move through. That's why we know this as these birthday month seasons. But it's not as a clear start as you know. If you're already here, you probably know this. But it's not like, oh, May 1st is Taurus season. We They're staggered usually at the half months. But I think this brings me to cuss because I think this still comes up a lot. Is like, oh, I'm a Virgo Leo or like I'm a this, this. And it's like very close. Yes. But also once it that's when you got to check your natal. That's when you're going to need the time because it, it signs do have to change over at some point. So it just depends on which side of the changeover you are on. And like if explaining this in super dummy terms, because I and not that we're dummies, but maybe well. we are. Well, um, juries depends on who you ask. Also, those inner planets, uh, Mercury and Venus, tend not to uh, stray too far because Mm -hmm. all of the solar system is revolving around the sun. Um, Those planets cannot physically move as far, um, especially from our perspective here on Earth. So you are likely to have influence from one of the other planets, which we can talk about in other episodes. Um, So maybe you are a Leo Virgo cusp and your sun lies at the end of Leo, but maybe you have uh, Mercury, Venus there. Mercury, if you were mm-hmm. born in the beginning of the day, you might also have a rising over there. Um, so it it just, it does depend, because I know some people that just know their sun sign and cusp, they really, really feel identified with both. And that's okay. There's, there's a place in your natal chart for that too. If there's nothing there, I mean, I feel identified with Aries energy. I'm, I'm a like one degree sun and I feel identified with Aries energy, but I have nothing there. But in my life, I found a lot of Aries friends. I It's my first house. I also have my husband who's an Aries. So there are things in your life that will come that will fit into those things. It, even if I'm saying like you technically can't be both signs, you also kind of technically could be like a little bit well, of each. <laughs> I think especially if we're talking about the sun sign as being like our identity and our will and all of those, to me, the biggest thing about cusps is knowing that you could have been something else and how that then impacts your sense of self and your idea of maybe I would have been more effective as this. Maybe I would have, maybe I could, what, what could I have been this way? It's like the sorting hat in per- Harry Potter, knowing when the sorting hat says you would have done well in Slytherin. Of well, course, now Harry Potter isn't in both houses, but he knows Maybe I would have done better there. Maybe I belong there. Is that is that really who I am? Or is it this thing that I feel? And I think just having the notion of another thing to know about yourself another that lifetime. maybe isn't yourself. Well, is, I yeah. I have that because I was supposed to be born. I, mm-hmm. I, I'm a C-section baby. So I really was supposed to be born on a different day. And it was supposed to be born in Aries season. It didn't work out. Um, but I am next weekend getting a reading with an astrologer who asked about that in the reading form. So I will report back. I don't know yet why, um, if there's any other little, little uh, insights based on that. Well, and I think we might've talked about this back in the sun sign episode, because I was due as an Aries too, but I was two weeks late. Well, um, it's different when God said surgery nah. was scheduled, you know, right? Like you yeah, really I were was supposed, supposed to, be an Aries. to, but also I was like, like guesstimated to be an Aries, but like but also like it's it's also the same thing where it's like, well, you weren't ready. Like this piece mm-hmm. of what it boils down to. Yeah, it would have been too demonic if that worked out. I think I shared this 
TikTok. I, I don't know if anyone, if you two saw this, but about the like being born in the wrong generation. Did you see that one about the old ass dad? Mm-mm. I can read like the screenshot and I'll share it, but it was just like someone's close up of a face saying like, I was born in the wrong generation. No, really. My grandpa was born in 1888 and had my dad when he was in his seventies. And my dad had me when he was in his fifties. By all means, I should have been born in the 1960s, but they both waited a long ass time to have a kid. And it's like, right. Like mm-hmm. just that idea of, I think just back to custom, like what could have been, or I think of people who like, I ate my twin in the womb. Like, wouldn't that have been weird if I had this mm-hmm. twin or like that butterfly effect sort of um, time thing. But alas, we are here as our sun signs and doing our thing. And yeah, I guess, but that is really trippy to think. It's like, all right, they I could have been born in the sixties or something, <laughs> which yeah. is true, I guess, for a lot of us, but, or like much born much sooner or much, much later. Like I, think, I got, I got again, old parents. Yeah. A thing mm-hmm. that's not as tip, not as common that then makes you be aware of how you are a mm-hmm. thing that is outside of you influences your identity that can either help or hinder what you feel is your purpose. And I think that that is something too, where you just go like, I don't, I don't know if I feel like this, but also that is part of the sun sign journey too, I think is like knowing what is really you, who are, who are you as decided by you, not as decided by the circumstances, these things, because that's another thing they bring up in this mythic one is like the hero's journey is that kind of, you know, just finding out who you are, not because you just know who you are and you identify with that thing, but because of how you show up in a situation or whatever, or what, what drives you, um, forward. And I think that that is something to, to remember that, like, mm-hmm. you, you know thyself, you get to decide that don't over identify with it, that it keeps you from growing and learning and kind of adjusting those things. But also it's, it's you and you are the one that like, li- it's your life force to, use and choose if you however you want Mm -hmm. i also a note for fixed signs because i feel like and every sign's gonna have their own thing it's just because i'm a fixed sign that i feel this way but it's it, it you are you no matter how much you change over the years and every day you know some days i wake up and i'm like i have someone else's back today i didn't know I had this back pain (laughs) or whatever. So every version of you is still you. Like when you see a flower grow, you don't go like, oh, it's gross that it didn't just stay like that or whatever. You know, you you appreciate that it grows, that it blooms, that it dies, that it comes back or whatever. So don't get so stuck in that. Like, this is me. This is who I am. And I'm not I'm never changed my mind. And it's like maybe you decide you like that person later in life. Like who cares, you know? Mm -hmm. Well, that's the, it's the fine balance of the sun ego. Like you said, over identifying or under identifying. It is the, the uh, happiness is found in that sweet middle. I'm going to start being vintage and just start asking people just for their sun signs. I'm over no more big three for me. I just want to know. I want to just know your son going Mm -hmm. seventies throwback right now. What's your sign? What's your sun sign, darling? <laughs> uh, anything? I wrote some things I know, I like, for each wrote, sun sign. Let's anything? read your thing. I wrote some affirmations Ooh, too for perfect. just in general sun. Okay. Did we want to go airy or just for general? Or yeah, I'll do them first because it's just for all general kind okay. of like if you're trying to dig into your identity, if you feel like you're at a loss of power, you don't mm-hmm. know you don't know who you are today. These are things to bring you back into your sun. I love that. Any other last 
things. I like this one other fact. Mm-hmm. It's never retrograde. Good point. It's that is yeah, true. Yeah. yeah. Never it's retrograde. It's never retrograde. Just like the moon, too. Just I mean like the, the luminaries. Mm-hmm. Um I think no, that's I mean I think that's it. I, I'm actually surprised uh, rethinking about it how it is this middle. I don't know. I'm surprised how it's like balanced and um all this all the parts, which makes sense anyway i find it interesting that i know we're trying not to like go super to the towards this like with leo and the heart i find it super interesting that it's the center of our solar system having that represented when we didn't have that knowledge is very interesting mm-hmm. to me mm-hmm. 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 i mean my biggest fear is the sun going out like in like the top existential like climate future fears well, is like the sun disappearing is like high on the worst case scenarios if you think about well i mean yeah absolutely and if you think about the sun being a reminder every day that like life is persisting Mm -hmm. um you know that something can that light is coming that food can grow that we are here that that warmth you know again depending on right to the degree obviously is gonna is gonna change but Mm -hmm. um yeah i mean it makes you happy. The sun is is joy. Yeah. Well. All right. Firm us. Hit us, Lisa. All right. There's a few. I am warmth and light. I know who I am and everything I do matters. I am a conduit to growth. I am important and I trust in my abilities. I have prepared to love myself deeply. I am driven by light and positivity. My heart is open to all the good things that life can offer me. Love. Yes. Need that essential, gorgeous, perfect. Uh, I have one for each sun sign. And look, you might be like, this is obvious to these sun signs. And maybe we need to remember some obvious lessons about our sun sign. So with that, let's talk about Aries sun. And oh, I, oh, I wrote them all in I am learning sentences because um, I was just thinking back to Cafe Astrology's this I am learning about your sun sign. I'm growing into this thing. Um, so there's the framework for how these were crafted. But Aries sun, I'm learning to be proud of myself and to take the lead. I abandon fear. Taurus sun, I am learning to value myself and ask for what I need and share my voice loud and clear. Did not plan on those rhyming. Rhyming. But- Cute. Oh, Gemini sun, fear is clear. No. <laughs> what if it was all like iambic <laughs> pentameter the rest of the way? Wow. Dude, that'd be awesome. Also, the Gemini sun, this sort of goes now with, anyways, you'll see. But I'm learning to be kind to my mind and not settle for the easiest joke. Cancer sun, I'm learning to love myself and embrace the mutual love of others with no strings attached. Leo sun, I'm learning to be seen even when it's easy to hide. I deserve to feel special. Virgo sun, I am learning to be a citizen of earth and worthy of happiness, and I don't need to earn it. Libra sun, I'm learning to find peace within myself as I release the need for approval from others. Scorpio sun, I am learning to be proud of all my parts of self, not just those I selectively share. Sagittarius sun, I'm learning to find my independence through bold swings, but also in the mundane. It always doesn't have to be interesting. Capricorn sun, I'm learning to not only be respected, but adored and that my standards are in fact boundaries. While I might lead by example, it is not my job. 
Aquarius sun. I'm learning to be radically earnest and to not think my way out of pleasure. Things can be just what they are. Which when we were talking about Aquarius stuff, I was like, oh, that is tapped into what I wrote for them. And Pisces sun. I forgot to do yours. No, I'm just kidding. I have something here for you. I am learning that I am a human being who needs to be nourished. I have both strengths and flaws, which connects me to society. That's it. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Well, well, that's the I mean, sun. Classic. Sun tan. Sun's out, buns out. We love show your sun. show your damn ass, sons. <laughs> My dog is literally showing me his buns right now. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Little cutie. Show the show sun thyself. No, I think sun. it's a good reminder in the, you know, it's so fun to get into the weeds, but the sun's where it's at. The start the start of it all, the center of it all and, and how we how we figure out the other stuff too. So mm-hmm. the sun the sun is important. Mm-hmm. We love it makes me think sun. we don't talk about like the transiting sun a lot as well. I mean, I know we do, but I feel like you hear well, a lot about like the other aspects, the other planets, and it's like I sun. think is you know, like the like the moon, it's moving quickly right. and it's la- they are not lasting as long as the others. But when we're having big Sundays, you know, a bit a what a difference a day makes. There's so many, you know, mm-hmm. songs and poems and stories of all of these kinds of things too where it's like a good day a good day also can mm-hmm. change it all or yeah, you know. i think i think um with the sun transits too i mean we get those kazimis and stuff but i think you're mm-hmm. right because the sun is an obscure like you can't see the other planet if the sun's like there i mean mm-hmm. it's right. still there but like in the sky it's like oh you can't see that yeah so mm-hmm. it does it does bring you into that and and expands and grows those things too so yep totally Cool. Well, well, guys, get, well, we'll be revisiting all the yeah. the planets and their signs. So I'm excited too. I mean, it's so it hits so different, you know, from from when we're just early early birdies. So yeah, just thank you so much for life. Thank you so much for the suggestion. Thank you for um, being a patron if you are one. Thank you for listening, and Yeesh. we will see you next week. Bye. 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 Thanks for listening to What's Your Sign. Please subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love this podcast, please support us. Check us out on Patreon at patreon.com slash what's your sign podcast. The link to support us is in the show notes. Follow us on Instagram at what's your sign podcast, on Twitter at what's yr sign underscore pod, and TikTok at what's your sign podcast. For business opportunities, advertising, or commission readings, email us, what's your sign podcast at gmail.com. WIS is produced by Julia Loken, Stevie Anderson, and Lisa Chanu. Artwork by Alexa Vicious and theme song by Honor Nezzo.